Welcome to the AW Confidential Podcast. I'm the founder of Awakened Women and author of A Journey to Becoming the Best Self. AW is about sharing stories. I believe it's one of the best ways to create connection, heal, and learn from one another. I hope you join me and some guests along the way as we explore different perspectives and experiences on topics about women, for women, and to inspire, empower, and encourage women. Hello, thank you for joining me on this episode of the AW Confidential Podcast. Every guest that has visited this podcast has left us with a gift. Often, it's wisdom, advice, good energy, and positive vibes to help inspire us. Our guest today is an actor who has used his platform to promote positive energy and help others find their light. Actor Kevin Walton is known for his roles on Step Up Revolution and television series Burn Notice. Most recently, his fans can see him as Aaron Carter on mm -hmm. Tyler Perry's Sisters. Kevin, welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? I am doing amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you for that intro. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I needed a few minutes. I needed to roll out the red carpet. So you are an actor, a writer, speaker, and I don't think a lot of people know, but you're also a transformation specialist. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Now, I know a little bit about transformations. I've had quite a few in my lifetime. Uh, can you share with us, you know, and some of the people that don't know this about you, what exactly is that? And, you know, what's your work like? For sure. Yeah, the main, the main way I describe myself in that is a transformation specialist and spiritual guide. And the reason why, to me, what I felt like encapsulated to the best of its ability is the idea of being a transformation specialist rather than, say, just a coach or... or practitioners that the idea of what I do and support and, and, and what it looks like is a way of guiding someone towards their greater embodiment. And so the transformation is our ability, right, to change and meet a greater form of self. And that's, to me, has been something I've ended up developing a specialization in. And I developed an entire practice around understanding the structure of existence and how we operate and what consciousness is and emotions and how they work and became this guide Because it's all, to me, it's a spiritual practice. It's an operating system. And, and so me being a guide for that and me supporting people and knowing how to maneuver through different states of embodiment, I felt like encapsulated more of the idea of being a transformation specialist and what it looks like to actually transform your life or change or evolve your life in ways that meet the truth of ourselves, if you will, rather than just like, here's how you could have a better day today than you had yesterday. Here's how you could, you know, or let me coach you on how to be disciplined. There's those elements involved, but this is about how do I support you really evolving into and embodying the truth of yourself in a sustainable way so that you really can be your fullest authentic expression, be uh, contribute all the gifts that you have and really receive the magnitude of what divinity existence source bestows within us that we can bring to life. And to me, it's like, that's a long winded way of describing the notion of just how vast I see what the idea of transformation is and, and it really encompassing this multidimensional capacity in us. And that's that. to me, it was a way to sum it up in that, in that framework. No, you did a great job. It's, it's funny because as you were talking about this, I felt it. I mean, 
my journey, I call my book, the journey to becoming the best self. And it's because, you know, I went through this painful event, a divorce, depression, and I came out on the other side of that. And I call it an awakening. And I became mm -hmm. my true self. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's interesting because one of the things that I noticed you often refer to is that authentic self. So I think mm -hmm. many of us, men and women, we're afraid to live in our truth for fear of rejection, just fear of literally being seen for who we are and, you know, people not accepting us. So I wanted to ask you about this quote that I came across on your Instagram. Okay. It, it says to live in our fullest authentic expression of self is to live from the truth forever present in our heart. What do you mean by that? Mm. And I, I know, I know, but for those listeners that <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a poem. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and that's, that's how I talk. Um, so <laughs> the premise in that is understanding that part of what I teach in the practice of creator is understanding that there's really no such thing as your truth or my truth, right? There is how we honestly feel in the moment. There is the current perspective we're operating from, and there's the perception that we're using. None of that, though, has to do with the truth. And to me, truth isn't specialized or skewed to one individual. It is the thing that is the most universal to all, the thing that is all-inclusive, the thing that is the very magnitude of us. And that is the truth. And that lives inside of everyone. So when I speak to the notion of someone living fully, it's always going to be living from the truth, capital T, as I like to say, in our hearts, because it's the thing inside our hearts that no matter what we're experiencing, it's the thing that says, no matter what, there's always more to you. No matter what, you're more capable you could, you could ever give yourself credit for. No matter what, you're loved and supported. No matter what, you have the ability to create. No matter what is happening, you still have impact in this world and you carry purpose. Like the truth is a thing that lives and never changes about us no matter what. But our perspectives will always keep evolving and changing. Perception will continue to grow and expand to meet whatever awareness we're operating from. The truth, though, is the thing that's in there and will always be there. And is always the thing calling us into the greater magnitude of us. So to be our fullest authentic expression of self, it means that we show up fully, right? Open hearted in our vulnerability and, you know, honest and in consideration of the all we're a part of. Because to me, there's a difference between authenticity and honesty, even though you won't be authentic without being honest. Right. And, and so what I mean by that is authenticity is something more comprehensive. It is akin to living more transparent. If you're going to live authentic, you're living vulnerable and intimate. Vulnerability is our open, honest expression of self. Intimacy is our ability to recognize the relatability and the connection and the familiarity within that open heartedness. So I could be honest about where I'm at in a moment and go, I just feel so much anger when I look at you right now. Just I don't want to deal with you right now. Right. And that is an honest expression of me and my anger. Right. But it's not the whole picture. The whole picture, if I'm, I'm more authentic, would say, look, I'm feeling anger right now and I'm struggling to meet it. And right now I, I want to be with this so we can actually have a conversation and I can share something with you in your awareness so that we can either adjust something of how we approach each other or change whatever it is. And I want to take this moment. Right. So authenticity is I'm being and this is what I mean by full authentic expression, because the one one moment is I feel anger. Yes. Right. And in this anger, I'm realizing these things. I'm recognizing this in our container and I'm considerate of your well-being in the process. Authenticity encapsulates all of that. And the truth would encapsulate all of that because the truth, again, 
isn't subjective. It wouldn't go, well, the truth only endows these people. The rest of them can <laughs> fuck off. You know, it's like, that's not how the truth works, right? So right. it's all inclusive. And so to me, being our fullest authentic expression of self stems from us being willing to live from the truth of the heart as we live from that space in us that says, it's not about sacrificing myself and it's not about being selfish, right? So it's not, let me do everything I can for everyone else and not care about my well-being. And it's not, let me only focus on my well-being and not worry, like can even consider anyone else. The sweet spot of life is the synergy of I have my role. Other people have their roles in this world. And all of us together are doing something to magnify life experience greater than we would just do on our own. So, but if we're going to live synergistically, it means that we don't compromise one way or the other and we don't discount one way or the other. It will always be, I'm going to make sure I take care of myself to further contribute all that I got with to everything I'm a part of in this world. And if you do the same we're all rocking together and meet each other differently. And that's that full authentic expression of self with the truth in our hearts. I have to ask, when did you start this journey? Because I know for me, it's like, I don't look it, but it took decades. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious, when did yours start? Yeah, I mean, I've been been in this for a while. Like teaching, I've been now doing for over 10 years, like teaching, guiding, advising all of that for over 10 years. And through this process, developing the practice has, has been a long time. But I, I first consciously started around like 17, 18 to start exploring insights I was tapping into and then starting reading books that could offer insights and, and to kind of, I could soundboard and reference where I'm at. Because prior to all that, when I was younger, I'd had experiences I didn't know what to make of. I would tap into different visions and hear voices and have experiences that that was just felt bigger than what I was thinking as Kevin. And I didn't know what to make of it because no one was talking about that in the 80s. You know, in my space, right. so I was like, whatever, <laughs> I'll just keep living my life. But as I got older, it kept turning on and I started recognizing there was something there. And, and then through different conversations, through certain books, it really opened up the realization that there was something there and that and I consciously chose to dive in. And so through my 20s, there was a lot of exploration in this and a lot of inner conflict of the idea of who I thought I was in relation to these insights that were like undeniable, even if I wanted to deny it. Can I ask you a question? Would you call yourself an intuitive? For sure. But everyone is. They just, some people are more, yeah, because intuition is, is standard in existence. We all have it. Just some people are more tuned into it than others, but it's a muscle, right? Like the more present we get, the more conscious we become, the more aware we are of our intuition. But we all have those. We all, it's, it's a mechanism inside of us that's speaking from higher guidance or greater awareness that everyone is receiving information, just not everyone tunes into it. Some people are like, because, you know, you're, like, you even have those moments now, I'll still catch myself where it's like intuitive. I feel like something, I'll go, ah, I'll do this. And then, and then it's like, ah, I knew it, right? Something <laughs> spoke to me. So at this point, I listen to it far greater than I used to. And I highly suggest others do. And I talk a lot about that in my practice as well. So it's it's there for everybody. But I'm definitely at this point far more to tap into my intuition. And, and intuitiveness is a part of the feminine principle of energy because there's the feminine masculine principle of energy and intuition is linked to our feminine. So the same thing that supports us feeling our emotions also supports us tapping into our intuition. I did hear you talk. I, I can't remember the young lady's name, but you did have... I think it was alive talking about that energy. That was really interesting. And I wanted to get into that, but, but (laughs) we're halfway through this interview and you know that it would be impossible for me not to ask you about your character. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) (laughs) So Aaron Carter, it's really interesting because I like the character, But there are fans who are a bit confused by his character. They're sort of on the fence. They don't know how to read him. And one of the things that I 
here is that his character, which is played by you, <laughs> he has these strong values and beliefs, but then he turns around and he breaks some of those beliefs that he has or values. For example, his vow of celibacy, I think staying sober was like he doesn't mm -hmm. drink. So for me personally, I think the character is interesting because we're not perfect. It doesn't matter whether you're religious, we're human. So it's part of our experience to break some of our own rules, I think. But I'm kind of curious to find out what you think about your character's contradictions. <laughs> yeah, contradictions are, are an interesting thing because they're the signals where truth isn't. You know, whoever we're not embodying truth or being with truth is where you'll see contradictions show up because we're we're meeting edges. And I think Aaron as a character represents something I talk about a lot in my practice when I, I, I talk about every time we're growing and expanding into more, we hit thresholds. And the thresholds are the edges of where our current limitations are. And when we meet those, we're either in the awareness to face them and transcend them or transmute them and we step further into what we, the standard we want to live by, or we meet them in a certain space of awareness where we fall and we stumble and we repeat patterns. And the whole point of what consciousness is doing is it wants to, it keeps bringing to awareness where the adjustment has to be made. It's not doing it to be like, and this is why you'll never be more than what you are now. It's just saying like, here's where you're still hitting these limitations. And I feel like Aaron is a prime example of that especially starting off, he was so adamant, right? Of not, nah, this is my one thing and I'm clear. And I've been, you know, because he was taking care of her and the kids and the family, you know, his ex-wife, and he was doing all those things, which I also think gave him a sense of responsibility and discipline. And in so doing, his request was just don't cheat on me. And he also in, in being so adamant, he wasn't tuned into his emotions enough to also understand what he was doing in his adamacy. So like he was really apathetic to her. Right. Like it was just like, I just, I had this one rule and I didn't do this and da, 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 and da, da, da. He was so sure. And then she kills herself. And so now it's like there's shame and guilt in that for him. I was so clear. I didn't know she was going to do that. And then he has these feelings that have come for Karen because Karen's a space where he has immense interest and there's an opportunity for him to explore him where he doesn't necessarily have to take care of everyone, clean up for them. But his drama, right, crossed over. Right. But they always, I felt like they had a solace, but he struggled with his emotions in that dynamic, in which was obvious. He struggled in that process out of it. And I feel like that's what kept happening with him, where he wants to honor his path with God. He wants to honor his standards. And it's clear he has no idea how to process certain emotions. And, and that's what happens with us in the human experiences. It's not so much that being human means we automatically stumble or that because whenever we're acting less, that means we're just human. Being a human is evolved. We could be as dope as everything as a human, as much as we can be sloppy and messy. I think we're just in the human experience. It's the exploration of how to evolve that way, right? So can I continue to maintain these standards even when I hit my edges, even when I face my fears, even when these emotions come up? And I think what, what people have seen is they're genuinely looking at a man who actually wants to do the correct thing. He wants to be as best he could possibly be and, and prides himself on it and also doesn't know how to process certain emotions of guilt and shame and sadness. And part of sticking straight and not drinking was in that dynamic he had. And now that that's happened, it's like there's no fail safe and he stumbled on it. And even in stumbling, he has the wherewithal to be like, man, I got to catch this. So it's not like he spiraled too far out of reach. 
but he still hit those edges where he had to own like, yeah, I'm out of integrity here. These are contradictions to what I'm saying. And I have to meet those. And so it's that way we don't want to give anyone a pass when they're out of integrity. And I don't want Aaron to have a pass either. And it's just the recognition that he does still have things to work on and meet. Like he's not a perfect person. He, even though the system of life is set up, we all are on the journey of meeting the edges of self. And I think he's a great reflection of that because it also shows that I find it interesting that because he's still considered a decent guy, but because he's a decent guy, there's still questions on whether that's true or not. You know, and it's like, and I can understand that because most people are living life like, I don't trust nothing. I'm telling you, I have my, my, (laughs) my daughters, she's almost 19 and we watch together and she's like, mom, there's something about him. I don't like him. I'm like, what, what is the problem? He's flawed. He's not perfect. She's like, I don't know. He's off, you know? So (laughs) (laughs) and during your reunion, I heard a couple of people say, well, no, I don't really like him. There's something about him. Like, I don't know. I, I just think everyone is flawed and. And I like the fact that Tyler Perry is showing all these different, it's almost so many different versions of the men that we know, you know, present company included. So to to spin it in a positive way, has there been anything that you've actually learned from this character? Yeah, I would say, you know, his adamacy at the beginning reflected a lot about the assertiveness and the command that masculine embodiment represents. So both masculine as a principle of energy and me as an embodied masculine, meaning male, living life, if I'm going to be masculine led, that command, that adamacy, that assertiveness, that leadership, that take on is things I've done in my life in other areas. And I want to be even sharper, even more sustainable, even greater with that, because I can see in obvious areas of my life where that isn't the case. And I felt like early on, that was great for him, while also through his experience, realizing the importance of compassion and consideration of others. So like, don't be so assertive that you're rigid and inconsiderate of another person and also to be uh i think i love his and, and which and this will come up in season four so i'm not gonna like give too much of this away don't, don't, but like I, I feel like in season four there's gonna be a lot that reveals just how much he does care and how dedicated he is and his dedication and devotion is a, such a great reminder for me because I would love to operate in that capacity of spaces where I feel like I can clean that up a little bit in my life. And I think there's certain things he reflects in that. And then the other side of it is just like, <laughs> me as a human is way more emotionally mature than he is in, in certain places. I'm like, <laughs> it's a reminder, making sure you stay in tune with your emotions dude, so we can process things and, and make different decisions in relation to shit. Uh, but there's a correlation too, because I stopped drinking alcohol like actually 12 years ago now. And I haven't drank alcohol since. And I and that was a constant decision for me to stop because as I was getting older and I was drinking, it was like I had noticed that the drunker I got, the more things would change in me. I'd become a different person. I realized a lot about the nature of what alcohol reveals in people. So like the the, the wanting to stay clean. Is that true? Well, so what I say, what's interesting, I know because people do say that because (laughs) because it lowers inhibitions. But what it actually does, it's not so much say just the truth, but going back to the difference between like authenticity and honesty. What I've realized as a pattern in alcohol, and I see this with everyone for different reasons, I I don't think I've ever seen this particular reference in a study. I share it a lot when I teach is that alcohol is a, it's an ego booster. So what it does is it reveals things you don't let yourself feel on a regular basis. So if you have anger and you don't feel it and process it properly, 
you'll drink and you'll be an angry drunk. It'll anger will come up like that. If you're someone that that is more reserved and you don't let yourself get all bubbly and happy, you'll be a happy and drunk, loose. right? If you're someone who hasn't, yeah, and loose. If you're just someone who hasn't processed like sadness and shame, you'll drink like I don't know why I do this wow. in my life, right? Like you'll this, it just magnifies. My brain is, is like I'm having fireworks. I mean, Legit. what you're saying is really accurate. It's not something we uh, think about. We don't. Yeah, exactly. It's not something. But I've seen. Like I, I just noticed that, and it was clear for me. Like, and then when I did my first forty-eight hour juice fast, it was such clarity in my mind and clarity in my body. I was like, "Yo, anything that's not reflective of this, I'm done with." And I stopped drinking. And I'd also kind of like started getting into a bunch of unnecessary things when I drink. And then I and I even stopped smoking weed a couple years prior to that because I just felt like my creativity would shut down in that space of of energy rather than open up. Where I had friends where. I, yeah, like my friends were the opposite for them, right? Where they're like, let's well, smoke and get more creative. And I see that and that will end up becoming a hindrance because there's still a belief that you have to have that to create more. Like I've naturally functioned in the space of like cosmos and multidimensional and what we can do and how to flow that I don't have to have anything to support that. If I do do something, then it, it feel I feel like it completely shifts my state. And so, and that's what would happen with music where I was like, I was smoking. It was like, oh. and then I was like, okay, done with that. Anything else shutting that off, I'm, I'm done with. And that, so... The fact that I stopped doing those things to live in greater clarity myself opened up a whole new world for me. So I think I understand that aspect of Aaron of being like, I'm clean from this because he used it as an escape in those things. And then when he falters, knowing that feeling of when you want to maintain a certain standard and you stumble, you know, and I know that space. And, and so I can have compassion for him in that as well. And wanting to be the dude that who really cares and, and wants to do the best thing he can, but also still make decisions that aren't the best, even though your intention is to want to, to be that. I really go back to the fact that we're flawed. And I know for me, I'm just trying to live my best life. And that's a never ending journey. It doesn't stop. So one of the things that I like to do when I end the interviews, because, you know, some of the topics get a little heavy or just a little intense. I like guests to share some wisdom, advice, words of motivation, inspiration. So what advice would you share with listeners seeking transformation or looking to live an authentic existence. I love it. So advice I always share for that. I have, I've all practiced dedicating that. Sign up for my course is the first thing. And uh, <laughs> we'll get to that after uh, this. We'll <laughs> that would be my first piece of advice. No, so I would say it is not even a negotiation. It is vital that everyone starts recognizing how important it is to actually feel, face, and process their emotions. It's like not even a question at this point. It's, it's, you know, we are recognizing the historical impacts of suppressing our emotions over centuries. You know what I mean? And, and, and then what happens when we start thinking that there's such a thing as good and bad emotions or positive and negative emotions when there's just emotions, there's not a judgment to any of them. There's just, here's emotions, here's feeling states. They are offering really important piece of information and are asking you to move energy. If we can be with that, we will evolve as a species. So being able to, to know that your feeling states and your emotions are not something to run from, feel those so you actually can have a stronger relationship with yourself and know how to identify how you feel. You know, like someone goes, yo, what are you feeling right now? I'm going to be honest, I feel anger or sadness or No, you're guilt, always or, good. No, I'm you know, okay. I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm I stopped fine. doing yeah. that. <laughs> Legit, right? It's fake. It's like, no, it's be specific. Fake. Yeah, it's, it's fake. It's yeah, like, yo, to be honest, like I felt a little bit of sadness today and then and I processed that and then my day's been amazing. Yeah. You know, it's like you can, and but that can with, be a thing. When you're, yeah, but when you're with your boys and they ask you, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm cool. I mean, that's what right. we do Right, and that's though. been the norm, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like we just pass it off and we're so general. 
And it's like, even when people like, like anyone that rocks with me, I'm super adamant about being specific when we talk. And that's also for the way that we create reality. So my invitation is always don't be general, be specific. So instead, if someone says, how's your day going? They say, good. I go, I'll say good in what way? So that they go, you know, it's been really progressive or really impactful or well, you know what? It's actually just been okay and I'm being general because because it, it's confronting for us to be specific and it's important for us to so that we can live greater. So that would be my other piece of advice. I love that. Wait, your emotions, don't, don't be, be specific. I like that. Don't be general. <laughs> be specific. Yeah. But, you know, that can backfire because sometimes you don't want like a full paragraph. And some and there are people that just go on and on and on. Right. Like, okay. Well, you know, but see, being specific doesn't be doesn't mean being being. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, does it doesn't doesn't denote oversharing, right? It's okay, like that. like being specific is. I really feel like I got a lot done today, and I feel accomplished in in that regard. And I also realize there's a couple things I overlooked, and I'm still being okay with when I feel like I don't actually finish the things I say I want to do. Right. The end. Okay. I was to be like, well. At 2.45 p.m., I did this, and then I felt this way. It's like, there are, even though there are spaces for that for very specific reasons, in general, it's just knowing how to identify something specifically. And I think that's that's an important thing because it gives us a chance to be more aware of ourselves. Because part of what I teach in the practice in emotional intelligence is your ability to identify an emotion and a feeling state and how to do that like immediately. And because most people don't, they'll be like, oh, so I go, what's the feeling? And they're like, I don't know. It's like... This, this, and this. And they go, okay, so then, and we, and then I have to like guide them into how to identify the feelings. So if we can get used to being willing to be honest with ourselves about how we're feeling, we get better at identifying where we're at in our lives. And if we get more specific about the things we want to experience in our lives, we, we channel creative energy better. And that means we'll be more authentic because we're sharing more specifically from the heart of ourselves and more truthful in a way that honors us and, and everything around us. And I think that's the other thing is to be more authentic in communication is to want to see more harmony and awareness, to be more curious in our conversations, more attentive and curious, and to be more deliberate with our intentions. Those things included, you'll you'll be operating way more authentic than you ever have. Thank you so much. I mean, you've given us so much. I can talk to you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you start picking apart the pieces, there's just so Mm -hmm. much to the topic. So I'm filled with gratitude for having you here. Tell our listeners how they can find you. At Source Radiance on Instagram is my personal. At The Light Beings is our Light Beings uh, Instagram page. And Light Beings is the the ministry, the community, the group that that I teach a lot of uh, things out of. And I have YouTube, Twitter, and uh, I'm going to get TikTok popping eventually. Those things, you can all find me at Source Radiance. And uh, if you click on the links in the bios and either you can get to the landing page of the Creatorhood Initiate Training, which is my public offering of the practice of creatorhood for people to take online. And uh, there will be an in-person version of it available later in the year. And websites are still being updated, so I'm not going to send any one of those yet as we get that cleaned up. So hit me up on them, on those platforms. And we'd love to have you rock with us on this journey. So thank, thank you. you. And thank you for so the space. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm grateful for your time here. Listeners, we have had the most amazing conversation about self-awareness, authentic expression with Kevin Walden. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on this episode of AW Confidential. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with all your friends. You can find me on awakened-woman.com or follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse as Woman Awakened. I'm also on Facebook as AW Inspires. I hope you join me next time on another episode 
that is sure to be anything but confidential.